0: Welcome to the Beyond Mom Podcast, the podcast for moms seeking connection to self while navigating the journey of motherhood. Get inspired with our practical tools, soulful conversations, and honest stories told by other women like you. From entrepreneurship to healthy living to style, Beyond Mom will spark you to live the thriving life you deserve. And now join our host, Randy Zinn, as she takes you beyond mom.
1: Hi, and welcome to On Air with Beyond Mom. As always, I'm thrilled that you're taking time for you to give yourself the gift of inspired conversation, amazing women, all on the topics that matter most to me. And I think to you, because we're all in the same boat. We're all moms, we're all really thinking about what makes us happy, what makes us healthy, and how to really hold on to self in the midst of motherhood, which is what makes you a beyond mom. So welcome. And I'm so, so excited to have my guest today on the podcast. I think one of my favorite things about having a podcast is that I can meet new people. And I can be like, I want to know you more. So you need to be a (laughs) guest on my podcast. It's a really great tool to kind of of have a date but also make it professional. So, I am here with my new friend Melissa Wood. Hi Melissa.
0: Hi. Hi. I'm so happy to be here.
1: <laughs> I am thrilled that you're here. So, I met Melissa recently at an event for moms all around health and self-care. She was on a panel that I led and I was extremely taken with her as a person, as a mom, and also as someone who's really taken the things that she's so, so passionate about and turned it into not only the way she lives her life, but the platform that she's created. So we're gonna learn a lot today. Um, a, (laughs) A few things about Melissa and then I'm just going to let her do most of the honors of telling her story. But Melissa is a yoga and Pilates teacher. She's a wellness coach, a meditator. She's committed to a plant-based diet, which she shares so much of that with her clients um, and her community. She has a very cool fitness method on her platform that I am about ready to engage with. So I'll be able to give you the insights as I do that. But she's going to be able to, on this podcast, on this conversation, tell us all about what she does, all about what she offers, and most importantly, the things that she's personally navigating in this time of motherhood and wellness and business in a way that I know we're all going to really relate to. So, here we are. Hi again, Melissa. So why don't Hi. You, why don't you start <laughs> by telling us a little bit about your journey, about your history, and about how you became so committed to wanting to help people improve their life?
0: Okay, thank you for that intro. I started my journey into this wellness world from a place of feeling my absolute worst, and just not feeling good about myself, about the way that I was showing up in the world. I moved to New York about 15 years ago and I started working in the nightclub business as a cocktail waitress. I was modeling and I was kind of, you know, like working day and night and was just living a life of comparison in every position of my life and and just found You know, I never felt enough, like I never felt thin enough or fit enough or pretty enough or it was just it was like coming from this place of lack. And I developed an eating disorder that I kept a secret from everyone in my life for a handful of years. It was about five years that I was bulimic and it was my tool for filling myself up with the things that I thought I needed at the time. And then purging was my release. It was like letting go of the build up and like the, the stress, the anxiousness that I was feeling. I didn't even know that I was anxious. Like that was connected to anxiety until I woke up one day and I just, I hit rock bottom. I was laying on the bathroom floor in the worst place. And it was like, I couldn't do it again. I couldn't force myself to throw up and it was like, I was so angry. And I just I called my friend and asked her for help. I said, I'm, I'm in a really bad place. And I know you have a therapist that you love. And I need her number, I need to talk to someone. And it was like, that was really the point where things shifted for me, because I knew that I needed help. It was no one coming to me telling me that I was in a weird place. And that was like the start of this journey for me without even realizing at that time that it was like such a gift that everything I was going through has led me on this path. And I was also acting at the time. I had gotten an email from my acting teacher just giving us the schedule for like the next semester. And I I was on this beautiful trip and it was some of our beautiful people. And I just remember looking around and just thinking, I am so not fulfilled. Like I feel sad. I feel like empty and look where I am. Like, how am I not happy with this place? Like I should be so happy. I'm you know, I'm on this beautiful trip. And, and then I just, I realized I was living a life that I thought I was supposed to be living because I was modeling and people told me, oh, you should act, you know, that's like the next segue into this world. And I was really lost in my own place. I was gravitating towards what people were telling me I should do. And then just like receiving that email from my acting teacher who was amazing. And I loved the class. I was like, I don't even want to do this. Like I'm doing it because I think I should be doing it. And then I came back home. I took a weekend to myself and I just tuned out and I tuned in within myself. And I wrote down that weekend, everything that made me happy, everything that like lit me up in a way that I was very aware. And it was as simple as like, I went to chopped, I ate a salad, I went rollerblading for two hours on the West side highway, I woke up and took meditation class and then a yoga class. and it was like, I had the best weekend with myself and realized that what made me feel good was like taking the best care of myself. But I just showed up in a way that it was like, I was so present and able to help other people who weren't in a good place. And I enrolled the next day at the nutrition school, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And it was like, it just, that's where it all started. It was like that realization and that like coming to my own and realizing that my old tools of abusing myself were not serving me.
1: Wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. It was a long. <laughs> no, it's not long.
1: It's the truth. It's right on. And I mean, I think about, there's a few things that really stood out to me and how you tell like that origin story which is that you hit your own rock bottom it wasn't that there was an intervention it wasn't that anybody said to you I'm worried about you it was that you started to really want more happiness and you felt that lack which I think is really powerful and perhaps many people might have those moments but don't have the ability or are not ready to say it, state it, and act upon it. What do you think the qualities are that are necessary to be able to, you know, like really acknowledge that moment and work with it?
0: With just, you think, moving forward. and Yeah, to like really
1: recognize that moment and like be with it and work with it, not like run away from it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I leaned into all of the things that scared me. So facing the fact that I had an eating disorder and I, I like wouldn't I didn't even I wouldn't allow myself to say I had an eating disorder for years. I was like, I don't this is just like a thing I do it once in a while. It's like fine. You know, I have this whole inner dialogue with myself and then so first and foremost. I think knowing I needed help, asking for help and leaning into all the things that scared the shit out of me, which was facing myself and childhood traumas and the reason why the things I was doing, it was like my, it was just like a protection for myself. It was like the, you know, it was a shield against really facing the truth behind like what was coming up.
1: Yeah. I mean, something I also really relate to that you said is, and and I'm using my own words to describe what I hear, which is that so often when we are brave enough to face our pain, what we are able to do is see that all of us have sadness and pain and things that we reckon with. And you sort of begin to feel like a part of a universal human experience. And then once you feel that recognition, it's like, well, how can my pain help other people? And I think that that to me is sort of where I hear your story going next.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, you know, it was when people ask me all the time or reach out to me, and I am not an eating disorder specialist and I'm simply sharing my story, but it was a long road of recovery. Like I was stayed in therapy for five years and – you know, I, I had a life coach, I had a health coach. It was like I had to create a whole new system of tools around me. And when I started really owning who I was and feeling really comfortable in my own skin and just, I just felt good. I wanted nothing more and to help other people feel that way. And that's what started my platform. Like, I mean, I had an awful website. It cost me $200. I sat with a guy for two hours. He built this, you know, it was like, I didn't even know what I was doing, but it was like, it sucked, but I I was doing it. And like, that's one thing I always say to people, they're like, what, who's the web developer you use? I'm like, this has been years. Like I, it doesn't matter what your website looks like. And it even goes into like my workouts, like my workouts are not this high production, And maybe one day it will move there. But like right now it's, I really move, like I use what I have, Mm -hmm. use what you have. And it's for me, when you have a message to share, I mean, my intention every single day is like, what can I do to share this message in a way that just continues to help people feel good and to not feel in that place of just, I mean, living a life that you don't like yourself. It's so sad.
1: Yes, it is. (laughs) It's so sad. Tell me more about your platform, like how it evolved and like where you're sharing your expertise like on a daily basis.
0: Okay, so I actually started as a health coach. I worked with an amazing functional doctor, Dr. Morrison, for a year in his practice as his health coach, and I learned so much. I learned how to admit that I didn't know A lot. (laughs) It was like I got really comfortable saying I don't know to every answer that he asked me, which was really hard for me because I always like to act like I know everything. But that was like a huge stepping stone for me, just like confronting the fact that like I didn't know a lot in that field. And working with him really helped me just work with other people and develop a system to help them get to a better place with themselves. And you know, most of the time, people come to me for food or want to lose weight or, you know, they want to be put on a program. So it really created a foundation for me after nutrition school. And then I got to a place where I was like, you know what, I really want to take this on my own and take my beliefs and build it into my own practice because i was you know i was newly becoming plant based and really believed in this world and just wanted to share that so i started my own health coaching practice and it was amazing i had women's group coaching sessions i did one on ones and i love coaching but i felt there was something. I was like, there is something I am not tapping into. I heard it. It was like I was being called in a way, but I didn't under. I was like, I know it's something. I don't know what it is. I have no idea. So I'm just gonna stay open. And like, I find that one thing that led me on this path was doing things without any expectations. Just moving in the way that I was being called and like continuing to work on like, you know, I meditate every day. And it was like through that process of showing up for myself and my daily practice of meditation movement, it came to me at just like one day I left this class. I left this workout class and the girl called me out. The teacher had called me out and I felt she made me feel that she made me. I didn't like the way that she made me feel. And I was walking home and I just said to myself, I would never want to make someone feel bad in a group setting, you know, like, I feel like that's a place we all come together, we all need to be uplifted. And it it was like, I want to be a teacher. And at the time I was teaching, but I wasn't owning it. I was like, that word scared me. That was like such a leader role. And I was like, Oh, no, I'm not there yet. And so I started sharing my workouts, really on like Insta stories, just like sharing some things. And then this amazing app, this platform, it was called Fitner at the time, They've changed the name to playbook, contacted me to share my workouts on the app. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, at the time I was like getting yoga certified. I was like, I don't know. I'm not really a teacher yet. You know, it was like all these things. It was like I had to do more trainings. So I said, yes. I said, yes. I leaned into like the thing that scared me and I started sharing my workouts and it was like I had met the thing that was I was being called to do. It was like, it just lit me up in a way, I had no idea that sharing my workouts on a digital platform would be the thing that is like my passion, like I had no idea. So it's, you know, I was on the app for, a couple years. It was an amazing, incredible experience. And it was like, I had that same experience where it's like, it always comes like after my meditation where I'm like, I am being called again. <laughs> what is it? Like, I'm so comfortable. And I was, I was very comfortable. It was like, I didn't have to do any of the backend work. It was in a good place, but it just came to me. And I was like, I think it's time for me to step in and own it and to take this on Build it into my own platform and like share it in my way, like my voice coming through. And it's been the most challenging thing that I've ever done, but it has been the absolute best. And I'm so fulfilled in a way that I I like couldn't, I never would have imagined that you could be so fulfilled in your work. And I understand people like, because I never loved my work. Like I would even ask my husband who's very successful. And I remember like waking up in bed with him and he'd just be like, getting off, like getting ready for work. And I would say, like, do you ever not want to go to work? He's like, no, I love what I do. And I wanted that so bad. And I was so envious of him for years. And like, I get it now. And I mean, it's taken a lot of time and I'm still in such a beginning phase, but I never in a million years would have imagined that I would be in this place because I I wasn't owning it.
1: But I was just going to come back to that statement, which is that on the repeat, every time you talked about those moments of inspiration of where you're like, I don't know what it is, but I feel something coming to me. I really relate to that because I feel like that's how I've grown what I've grown too. It's like, I feel called for something, I see a need for something, something's inspiring me. I felt like the muses told me it was time to write a book, so I went with it. But the thing that you kept repeating was that I wasn't owning it, and I really honestly believe that that is probably the biggest issue for women in business, in entrepreneurship, in motherhood, in anything we have such a hard time owning it yes. and i'm speaking for myself like i'm going through my own transformations right now about like really stepping in really stepping into my life and into what's really mine and why is it so hard melissa oh,
0: i think there are so many people who will tell you that you're not ready that it's not the time, you know? And it's so easy to listen to because that's comfortable. That's the space where you remain the same and you don't challenge yourself. And, you know, it's, you can just sit back. That's where I was. It was like, oh, sit back, okay, upload it. But it just, there was no deep connection until I moved it into my own platform. And it was like, that was mine. And I really believe that when you... Continue to move towards the things that you want, but they scare you because it's scary. I mean, doing podcasts scared me. It's become one of my favorite things to do. I was so terrified of this. And that's when you grow, you expand and you start to connect with people and events and like my entire world has opened up into I mean it is what I always wanted but I was so afraid of it I never thought it was always like oh those wellness girls like they are they really know who they are and it's like friends with all of them and it's not coincidence like I I'm supposed to be I am that we are all we're all one and like I am one of them so uh, just go for it and, and start where you are that's the key you know like I have people tell me all the time. I don't think you were ready to start your platform. I'm like, I was ready. And I have thousands of people who are ready to join me. So there's always going to be someone who has something to say. And that's okay. We can't please them all. We're not here to.
1: Yeah. I reposted a TED talk the other day by uh, Rashma Sijani from Girls Who Code. And it's yeah. really powerful. And it's all about how girls are conditioned to be cautious and careful and boys are conditioned to jump and to take to risk. Yeah. And it's really hard because I even find myself having a son and a daughter, which you're about to I know. Uh, right. You're having a daughter, right? I'm having a girl. So that's have- right. That's right. Okay. That, yeah. So, well, I-, I thought that was true. Uh, <laughs> and we're going to talk all about that next, but I find myself even looking at my own language and saying like, where am I telling my girl to be more careful or more aware than maybe my son? And what am I teaching her? And where am I coming from in that? And how is that showing up in my business and the things that I'm doing or not doing? I think it's hard to be a woman nowadays because we're told that we can do it all and we should do it all. And if we're missing out on the opportunities that our foremothers created for us, then we're failing them and right. ourselves. But at the same time, we're still so scared of leaping and failing that we're caught. We're kind of caught between worlds. And the only way I think at this point to free ourselves is to give ourselves Permission to just go with our instincts, fail if we do, climb out of the hole if we fall, and soar if we do soar.
0: Totally. Absolutely. Permission. That's like, as you said, I was like wording permission. So that's what it is. And I mean – meditation really helped me and it continues to help me grow and expand and connect and listen to myself, like especially right now during pregnancy. But I mean, when people ask me, like, what is the one thing that really helped you get here? It's been my commitment to my practice.
1: Because it like, forces you to be clear with yourself, present. So present. Of what else is going on? Yeah, it
0: helps clear out like all the distractions and the things in your, that are going on in your mind that half the time aren't even true yeah, that we tell exactly. ourselves. You know, like things become really clear through meditation. Like you see through a different lens.
1: So let's. We're gonna come back to your platform and everything you do, but let's. Yeah, into...
0: I know. I I'm like didn't even really tell you. <laughs>
1: We're going to come back to that. Well, no. What do you want to tell us about it, Melissa? I don't want to interrupt yeah.
0: you. No, no. I would love to share. I just Jeez. realized I'm like, I can go on a rant. <laughs> That's probably why I like podcasts. That's why but, we're here. So, yes, exactly. So on Melissa Wood Health, I now share my workouts, which my method is the MWH method. And this is all about using slow and controlled movements. So really slowing everything down slowing down the breath body connection through yoga and Pilates style principles to create just beautiful, long lean minds throughout your entire body and to really just feel good in your workouts. And they are, they range from 20 to 30 minutes. Sometimes they're a little shorter. Sometimes they're a little longer. So I wanted them accessible for everyone. So if you're a working mom or if you have your own business, it's like you can, Use these workouts on days that you think it's impossible to get something in, and getting in those 20 or 30 minutes, you feel amazing and you absolutely like as if you accomplish more, you know, like not in a go, go, go kind of way. It's like you're so efficient in the way that you move about your day. It's the same thing with meditation. And I do share some free guided meditations on my website as well, and all my plant based recipes and just everything I credit. So, like, feeling good and helping me get into just being in the best place in my life. And it's really just a home to make you feel good and and hopefully like good in your mind and your body.
1: Well, I'm going to be hanging out there a lot this summer because (laughs) I'm going to be up in the country and my child's care situation is in flux. So I'm going to be on a lot more mom duty and also still needing to be productive. And the way that I would normally fit in my workouts especially will shift and so I'm so happy and everything is meant to be that I have found you oh I'm
0: so happy and
1: I'm gonna share on insta all my like fun little moments Um, oh my god I would
0: love that send them to me yeah
1: I think it I'm really excited because I think it really is the target audience like the people that want to feel great but time can be a limitation but don't let it be you know right And I came from this,
0: I mean, fitness has been such a huge part of my life since it was the first thing I ever bought myself. It was like... I remember I paid in full for a year membership when I was 15 years old and I paid cash and it was like the biggest purchase for me at that time in my life and it just as much as I wasn't connected to becoming a teacher it's been there but I wasn't open enough so it's like it's been with me this entire step of the way and even when I was modeling and abusing my body it was like I still showed up and I did my workouts and I worked out in a way where I was really hard on my body and I worked with trainers who told me I had cellulite or told me I needed to lose two inches off my thighs. So that also goes back to where I was in my life of not feeling enough and working with people who were telling me I wasn't enough. But I am here to love everybody that shows up and to teach you how to love yourself exactly the way you are, because that is when you open the gates to really finding that like happy place in your body. Whether it's happy weight, whether it's happiness in your mind, and starting there instead of like looking in the mirror and saying, I need to lose 10 pounds, or like I'm still not seeing any definition. I think we're trained to look at the lack and like what we need to fix. So I hope that my messaging, you know, is, comes through that way. And I do, I start some workouts with a mini meditation. I'll close with just a mini meditation just to bring it in and ground you and remind you why we're all here.
1: I love that. Yeah. I love that. So let's segue into the place where all of this that you're sharing, all of this creativity and accomplishment and the output from such a soulful place has merged into the fact that you are now a mom. Yes. And <laughs> you have a little one who is two. He's almost three. He's almost three. Yeah. Okay. And you are pregnant with a little girl coming yes. when? Coming?
0: The end of September.
1: End of September. Okay. So... Before we hit the record button, we were talking about how unbelievably challenging it can feel to Mm -hmm. be a present mom, to factor in the changes that go along with having children, but also the things that kind of go on deeper inside of yourself, where you start to feel, as you were saying, very full. And at the same time, you have this growing business and growing platform and even more commitment to how much you care about it. And so where we find our ability and permission, coming back Mm -hmm. to this word, to say yes to the things that you're passionate about and no to the things that are not going to fuel you or fuel your goals or allow you to be present for your family, which is clearly, usually the number one. Yes. So tell us about that, because I know I get asked these questions all the time, the how (laughs) you do it and how do you prioritize. I think it's a deeply soulful, like moment by moment inquiry. Yeah. But I'd love to hear your experience with how you're navigating it.
0: Sure. I've had a really hard pregnancy. I was really, really sick for almost 16 weeks of vomiting all day, nausea endlessly. And I had a rough pregnancy with Benjamin, but nothing comes close to this pregnancy. And I was really forced in a way to slow down. Because I'm not programmed that way. And I feel like living in New York and this fast paced lifestyle and with, you know, even having a partner who's like, does everything and just works at a very high speed, I was trying to keep up with it. And I started to really feel like not good and sad and depressed. I mean, it's depressing when you are vomiting and can't keep anything down and are nauseous and have to cancel everything in life for so many months. But I... Haven't been feeling amazing. And, you know, I see these women who love being pregnant and think it's the most magical beautiful time and I don't and I like try I'm like oh god like I just like let me feel that way but I'm just owning it that I don't and I find it to be really challenging mentally for me and you know I just said to my assistant recently that I something's gotta shift like I feel like I'm just I'm saying yes to all of these things that ideally like I thought I wanted to do and then when it Comes down to it when it's time to do it. I'm like, I, why did I say yes to this? I didn't want to do this, but I felt the pressure or to please someone, and definitely a people pleaser. So that's been a huge challenge for me. But I've had a major awakening this week, actually, where I, I had an amazing acupuncture session with this woman. She's incredible. Deborah at Sage Wellness. If anyone is in a place where they need just a clearing or an opening, her energy it was like we just it was like she became my person. Like I could feel this vibe with her that I was like really in need of. And it just came to me I have to stop saying yes to all these things. And I it's okay that I'm slowing down and that I'm not working you know, seven, eight hour days anymore. I'm taking time. Like yesterday after the acupuncture, I went and met three of my mom friends with their kids at this music class in the park. And it was like 45 minutes, but I'm like, I am so proud of myself for doing this because usually I would have been like, no, I have to get back. I haven't answered any emails. I didn't look at my emails until two o'clock yesterday. And I felt fine and they're fine. And you know, it's like, I think it's just like letting that pressure go that it's like, I am running a business and I am growing a baby. I'm growing all of these things. And like, it's okay. Like I will get to them, but at a different pace right now. And I can't teach all these classes and continue to film my workouts every day. Like it's just, I was burning the candle on both ends and I was feeling really sad and just like not happy and Literally just wanted to sleep all day, but it wasn't even tiredness. It was like how running from everything, you know, those, t- those like times where you just like can't get out of bed, but you're not tired. You just don't want to face what you have to face. And it was like really facing this realization that I'm just I'm still in this transition phase of, you know, it's been two months since my workouts have been on my platform, and now I'm slowing down, and I'm clearing my schedule, and today I'm going to stop working, and I'm going to go get my ears pierced. (laughs) It's like, little bit, I want to get this pierced, and I'm like, I'm going to go do that. Like, why aren't I doing it? And it's like, because I think like, oh no, work, I have to do all these things, and then I have Benjamin, it's like, you forget about like before, I know it. I'm going to have this baby, and like I wrote in my Instagram post today, like you think this is the hard part <laughs> until
1: you have the baby. Well, I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> I will since you said it. I mean, you're right where you should be, and the reality is that you're learning the lessons that are going to serve you in this next phase, which is that things will have to slow down, and it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I actually. I feel that in the slowdown and in the reality check of it, of why it's happening, can come certain degrees of ingenuity. You know, it's like when I – when did this happen? I think it was when I was pregnant with my daughter that I actually launched this podcast because I said to myself, what can I do when I'm at home nursing a baby And I'm not out pounding the pavement. And I'm not out having a million events and meetings. But I still want to keep the nature of what I do and the connection to amazing women and the conversations I'm having alive. What can I do? I could do a podcast. I must have recorded majority of – I don't know if it was like the first or second season. I can't remember. But it was like a large amount of interviews with my newborn attached to my boob, basically. Oh,
0: my God. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. And – I guess the point is is if you can really respond to where you are, you're going to be more present. The other beautiful thing about a second child, and I think we will get here too, is like you see how fast it goes the first time. And so you do give yourself a little bit more permission, or at least I have, to recognize what a gift it is. To have the time, and that's how I'm viewing some of my upcoming period of time where I will be more actively involved and a little yeah. less help. I'm like, how long am I going to have a two-year-old little girl who, <laughs> of all the humans on the planet, wants me more than anyone?
0: Oh, it's so true. It makes me emotional. No, it's, true, it's like
1: it's like you know how can I resent that? and yeah. for, and for what? For my work? Well. My work is going to be inspired by how I'm showing up. And like if I can't respond to this moment, then everything else I'm doing is like, am I really speaking the truth to the people that are listening to me? Right. And we can all have that contemplation no matter what we do. We don't have to have a platform to inspire people to make that inquiry. You know, we can say like what matters most to me and where can I do a little bit less of this so I can give a little bit more of that. That's exactly
0: um, where I'm at.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. that. And I think you said something also um, before we hit the record button about getting clear that certain space needs to be cleared. And that can be physical space, that can be relationships that are kind of eating into the energy flow that you want to have. And so hard to make that space, but sometimes so valuable.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely.
1: Tell us. <sighs> Tell us. No.
0: I I mean, it's like I've come to this place where I'm like, okay, I'm almost six months, and I'm choosing not to allow myself to continue through the rest of the pregnancy feeling this way because it's only going to lead into, you know, having two children and, like, the way that I'm responding and filling myself up too much, so... I think it's looking at the things that I can eliminate and to be able to maybe, you know, thankfully, it's so grateful to be able to work for myself and to create my own schedule and say, you know what, today I'm actually going to stop at four and I'll take Benjamin to the park. And like, those are the things that I love. Like I love those days. And that's where I feel more comes to me. Like instead of me just like sitting there going, 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 responding to everything, creating posts. And like, it just, it becomes like almost repetitive where you lose that channel, that flow, that,
1: That's the other thing I was going to say, like the opportunity in actually being present with these things. And I find that's where the muses live, actually. Oh, yeah. Like that space where you're like, I'm going to slow down and I'm going to not be like on the rat wheel of my emails and my Instagram posts or whatever the things are that I'm doing. And I'm going to just like really show up for what I know is most grounded in my values of the moment and if you're taking on and I I see it as a real responsibility even if two people follow you and they care about what you have to say or several hundred thousand it doesn't <laughs> matter because at the end of the day if people are looking to you for inspiration then like the most powerful thing you can do is be real and mm. oh yeah and be real with your process and what you're going through and it was so cool. Like I was on Facebook Live before and I tell my own stories because I feel like if I'm struggling with something or something came to me, more than likely someone else is going to resonate with it. So I told this story about the other day, long and short, I had the opportunity to take a second yoga class in a day. I mean, <laughs> that's unheard of, right? And it was just like based on a series of events that had occurred. And I went in my head through this crazy analysis of like all the things I needed to do and all the things on my to-do list and would the kids have dinner and would everything be organized if I took the second yoga class with my friend and I went through it (laughs) and finally I was like I'm gonna do it and everything's gonna be fine and I haven't felt so amazing as how I felt after taking two different yoga classes, two different studios, two very different things. But like what it all kind of collectively created for me, oh my God, I felt unbelievable and unbelievable for days.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's the best.
1: Yeah. And I thought to myself, what are the stories that I was telling myself that I could not do that? And what are the stories that probably we're all telling ourselves several times Mm. a week? that limit us to what we think should be done in a period of time or what we think is possible. And I think it's really a mindset shift.
0: A hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I shared that today on Facebook Live, like more about it, but that was the basic picture. And I already got messages from people I know who were like, oh my God, I needed to hear that because I know I need to let go more and I know I need to do more for myself. And I'm like, you know… We all need to recognize that we have the same plights. And if we can recognize it and share and show up, we can be a positive force for each other.
0: Oh, Oh my God, yes. I mean, my just, you know, you just made something just came to me. The, like, people will ask me, like, how did you grow? your platform or, you know, like how did you grow a following? And it's like, first of all, I never focused on that. (laughs) Like that wasn't my focus. My focus was getting real and like sharing my truth and sharing my story, which was a story I didn't want to share for so long because it wasn't perfect. And because it didn't make me, I thought it made me look bad. And it was something that I was ashamed of that I never wanted to be looked at in that light. And then when I just like let all that, shit strip away because it wasn't true and we're, I'll never forget like the first time I revealed I had an eating disorder on social media. I was like, "Okay, like I'll send this out with love." And it's become the best thing that ever happened to me because now it's like I'm not carrying this weight of like pretending. And I think I've I said this before on the panel, but like as a recovering perfectionist, now it's like I just I really let that be my my teacher and the leader in everything that I do.
1: Yeah. Well, I say this like so – like with so much love. You are incredibly imperfectly perfect. Oh. And I think we all are. Yes. And I think that, like that's what it's about. Right? Yes. No, it is. Well, anyway, before we say goodbye, I love that we both took a deep breath on that. I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Tell our listeners – whatever you want to tell them right now, as well as exactly where they can follow you, find you, connect with you. Yeah,
0: so for anyone listening who's in a place of not feeling enough or feeling like they need help in so many areas of their life, I urge you to just start every morning and just look yourself in the face in the mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself and accept yourself exactly the way you are. And moving through the day with that energy and that self-acceptance just brings in a whole new light into your life. And that's really what I'm here to help people find is just their absolute best selves within and just let that and share that with the world and just let that let that out so you can find me on melissawoodhealth.com where i share all of my workout and my recipes i have meditations there and my instagram handle is at melissawoodhealth
1: amazing and i just know people are going to be flocking there after this conversation <laughs> oh
0: you're so sweet thank you so much randy for having me on such oh, a pleasure
1: thank you melissa you're such a
0: Book. i can't Yay! wait to read your book
1: i think yeah. it'll be good timing
0: no perfect <laughs> I'm like going right now
1: <laughs> amazing take it to the park take some deep yeah, breaths
0: i will thank you
1: beautiful and thank you beyond mom listeners for gifting yourself the time to be inspired because it is a choice that we make every day so continue to take excellent care of yourself and be well take care